This is season number 19 of Bass Talk Live with Matt Pangrak. BTL is presented by Bass Cat Boats, Aftco, Strike King Lures, Sunline, Big Bite Baits, Spro, X-Zone Lures, Gamakatsu, The Bass Tank, Denali Rods, Pro Guide Batteries, Beatdown Outdoors, Shoreline Boat and RV Repair, and Omnia Fishing. Hit him with the hook, Jeffries. PTL, coming at ya! Good morning and welcome to another exciting edition of BTL Bass Talk Live, where we are going to talk about bass fishing, and we're going to get right to our main guest today, fresh off of a literally last-second win. And and where else would he do it? But down in Florida, you don't get very many organic reactions. Fishing is one of the few things like you can tell when a guy like has planned like, hey, I'm going to do this when I win or when I don't or anything. And when Chris Lane made the the pow famous on the on the Red River, it was uh, it was organic. And his response was also organic when. Uh, when he, he tracked down Bass Fishing Hall of Famer Mark Davis, who had, I think he had 34-10, 34-10 in the knockout round, new this year to the BPT, weights carry over between the semifinal round and the final round, and it's a five-fish limit. You listen to the naysayers, they say, hey, this, this takes all the drama out. Now you got a guy who's got a big lead, it's impossible to catch up with the five fish, you're not going to have as many last-second fish and flurries. And after the semifinal round, you had Mark Davis, who had 34-10. He had a 10-pound lead. You're like, hey, yeah, no, this is right. It's a it's a runaway win for the Hall of Famer Mark Davis. And our guest today said, not so fast. Now, we're dealing with a little bit of a dodgy signal. He's shooting a TV show. He's doing all sorts of other stuff. But I wanted to bring in, uh, uh, at this point, you're the man, the myth, and the legend, Chris Lane. Thanks for jumping on BTL. Hey, man. Thanks for having me, Matt. Uh, yeah, we're we're shooting uh, Hunt for Monster Bass right now, actually driving to where hopefully we can catch a monster. All right. Uh, is that the show? I think I've talked to Odd about that show. Is that the show that has all the dramatic slow motion and the cutaways and the tight end shots and stuff and they make it, I mean, really kind of visceral? Oh, yeah. And actually... Look, there's Matt. He's the one that films it. He's one of the photo photo guys. And then Rob, he's in the back. He edits everything. So those are the guys that actually make it all happen. Uh, And then, so is this your first year involved with the Hunt for Monster Bass? What is it like? Or is it a, a, a BPS thing? Or how does that work? Yeah, it's, um, well, it's sponsored by Bass Pro Shops, but Gowdy Production puts it on. It airs on the Outdoor Channel. Okay. You know, Ott's done it for a long time, and uh, you know how grinding and grueling it can be out here on the road, and he needed a little help with it, and I was actually honored to to be able to help out, and I've uh, had a good time doing it. All right, well, I know I'm not going to take a whole bunch of your time today, but I had to get you on. I mean... One of the best and, and favorite guests, you along with your brother, Bobby, two of the best guests we have ever had on BTL. And when I saw what went down, especially in stage one, you know, there's just certain things that happen in this sport at the right time. 
that I think need to happen for the organization. And I think the way that it went down in stage one to kick things off for the BPT this year, dude, it, it had to happen that way. It proved so many points and validated so many things. And you were right in the thick of it. Man, it was uh, something that I'll never forget. You know, I've been on the side of it where they count down and you might catch a pound and a half or a two pounder with a few minutes left to go and you get in the cut or you get knocked out of the cut. But to actually climb that mountain of, a, I think, 11 or 12 pound deficit that I had um, to, to actually come out on top with just a few minutes or minute 30 seconds something like that remaining um (laughs) i'll never forget it as long as i live uh mlf press release just to to run it down here it says in one of the most memorable finishes in have you read the press release it's pretty good i i have not it went straight from winning that tournament to we were on the water the next morning because i made a commitment to these guys to shoot this show and you know, my grandpa and my dad always taught me you got to stick with your commitments. Yeah. All right. So here it is. I'll, I'll read it to you. In one of the most memorable finishes in Bass Pro Tour history, Lane was able to leapfrog Bass Fishing Hall of Famer Mark Davis in the final minute of the B&W Trailer Hitches Stage 1 presented by Grundens. Lane needed a bass weighing 4 pounds, 12 ounces or more to cull and catch Davis with less than two minutes remaining. Lane hooked into a 5'5 largemouth landing it with less than a minute left and was able to edge Davis by nine ounces. Now, (laughs) how did you not know how did how did you end up thinking you needed seven pounds and not whatever, four twelve or whatever it was like, how did that disconnect happen between you and your marshal? Well, you know, it it was all on me because he was saying uh, you need a four twelve. Um, me dialed in and focused on, on catching fish. I was subtracting a, you know, I thought I was four pounds, 12 ounces back just because that's the way that we've done things for the last four years. So I'm thinking, okay, I got to subtract a three. I think I had, I didn't even know what my smallest one was three something. And I'm like, okay, Uh, I have to subtract a three pounder Uh out because we switched to the five fish. So oh, then okay. I take the three pounds and I add the four, whatever number he said. And I'm because, I, you know, I OK, he was so saying you back. need a four pound, 12 ounce fish. You thought you were four pounds, 12 ounces back. That's exactly I right. Gotcha. So that's that I makes total sense need- now. So is, do you, yeah. would that have changed when you when you I mean, you freaking gave him the beans, man. You leaned into that fish. Would that have changed? Do you think the fight and how that all went down when that fish came up and you knew that it was a five pounder and it would it would a hundred because I mean, you were remarkably calm because you're like, oh, yeah, great fish. But yeah, not going to do it for me. Yeah, um, I I don't I'll I'll put it to you this way. I've never been so disappointed you know in my mind to catch a five five as i was because i knew that that fish didn't go seven plus pounds and that's why i was like man i got like 25 or 30 seconds left or whatever 45 seconds whatever it was to make one more cast and i mean i really i had i had accepted the fact in my mind that i had given it all i've got you know i almost got it right there at the end but then to find out that I won, you know, that was like, oh, my gosh. 
I feel like I was you got thinking, ch- kind you of cheated out of it. Do what? I feel like you got kind of gypped. I feel like I, I I wanted to see I would I mean it was it was the unbelievable moment. I'm not saying I mean, dude, I talked with Jordan Lee last night. We had a live show last night and we put it in the top five of of the most memorable fish catches in the history of live uh, that, you know, dating wow. back there. But I mean, dude, I, I kind of would have liked to see you just go absolutely ballistic knowing when you put your hands on it that it was a five pounder. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I I was thinking the same thing. Like if I would have, you know, there again, paying attention. Um, I I guess I just wasn't paying attention. I was so focused on fishing and trying to give it all to the very last second that I, you know, would have said I should have asked, do I need a four pound, 12 ounce fish or do I need a, you know, seven pound, two ounce? I was just under the assumption Therefore, yeah. the old saying goes, you never assume because it makes an you know what out of you and me or however that goes. So <laughs> yeah. I just assumed that I needed a 712. <laughs> if I would have caught that fish and known that that fish would have won, you're right. It it could have been it could have been even, you know, it was still yeah, pretty I cool. I might have had a heart attack. It was still pretty cool. Here. It was still pretty cool. Yep. Now, you have if I remember, you have some history with that spot where that fish came from is that correct um i wouldn't say so much history that that whole south end of kissimmee i have a lot of history okay talk about what it was like with the five fish i mentioned it i thought it was good for it with the rolling over the weight uh i thought it was really good that it didn't it didn't wash out uh basically a 35 pound bag that mark davis had like that seemed it would have seemed wrong to me if everybody went into the final day zero after 35, but then it also proved that you can have epic, epic comebacks with five fish in the same last minute. I mean, it was a best of both worlds for the organization. Oh, absolutely. And, and, you know, hats off to Mark Davis again, too, for catching that 30 plus pound bag. I mean, it's unbelievable to do that with a high pressured body of water like that. Mark, you know, just laid into it. Um, like, you know, people like Kissimmee showed out that day and he was the one to show it out. Um, I think, you know, going into, to that final day, him being able to carry his weight, him being able to, you know, for, for guys to try to catch him, I think is validation of a five fish and how important it is that these guys get to carry that weight over. So um, I, I think it was really good for the new uh, format change and the five fish limit because it really doesn't change how guys fish too much, but it does allow the five fish to be validated because that's what everybody else does. Chris, I want to get into a couple little technique things that I noticed from watching you fish, and then I'll let you get it back on your the hunt quest or hunt. Uh, well, we're on both of it today. No, what's the we're show? Is the it a quest it, and the hunt? What the show's the, the hunt? hunt for, okay, yeah, the I got hunt you. for monster bass. The hunt for monster bass. If you guys haven't seen it, you need to go watch it because it is it's really cool cinematography and the way that they can turn a, a fish. I mean, it's it's got a little bit of a river. Uh, 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 river monsters vibe to it, but then it's also got like some education and stuff in there too for fishing. What's up? If you're doing the editing, filming, fantastic job! Uh, I really enjoy that Rob's show. Editing. 
Yeah, he, he, there's he, your editor back there. That's a that's a two man show then, huh? No, that's impressive. I've had odd on. I we had like a whole show where we just talked about it. Yeah, because the voiceover you. where Ott's like the mist is rising from the water as the big one lurks under the log. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that stuff just gets me going, man. Uh, yep. what, one of the things I noticed, Chris, and I mean, you're a full contact guy, is you use the entire front deck when you're setting the hook on those fish in the grass in Florida. Do you realize yes. that you're doing that? Um, it's the way I learned to set the hook down here. Probably when I was a kid, I think the biggest thing is, you know, when you're in that grass or in those lily pads, when you get that bite, you never know where that fish is. A lot of the times they are coming to you. So when you set the hook and it happened many of times, even on that last fish, um, he was, he was coming to me and I was able to penetrate, you know, the hook somehow and I think it was because of the because of the way that I set the hook and was able to get the hook in the fish because a lot of the times your line will cut the lily pad or your lily the line will go over the lily pad when you set the hook and it's just you just whiff and mm -hmm. you know it can it can cost you dearly. So you're using the six foot of the front deck to to eliminate even more line stretch, even more slack, and to take out any of that variation where even if you think that line is directly to the fish, you're making sure that you're you're putting a hook point in the fish. And then you, uh, the other thing I wanted to talk to you about is you never stop reeling. I mean, you keep reeling when those fish are in that vegetation. Oh yeah, when they're in there, get them out as fast as you can. Actually, yesterday. I lost a great big giant one, uh, the one that we needed to, you know, solidify the hunt for a monster bass. And I did it because I just set the hook. I didn't, you know, I wasn't in tournament zone. Um, and I set the hook and it did exactly the same thing. It was at my trolling motor and my line was around the lily pad. Did you have to do the voiceover? Like, do you have to do the, that was her. She bit, I had it. She bested me. That was a monster. I actually, I did every bit of that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be about five minutes yep. and it's going to, it's going to strengthen your resolve to finish your hunt. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, but at the end of the day, it was. Oh, he didn't put his phone in standby. We got 15 minutes. Yep. You're back. You're back. That's good stuff, Chris. Like I said, I really appreciate you making this work. I know you're you're literally sitting at the boat ramp waiting to begin the hunt. Yes, sir. Well, I appreciate it, Matt. Thanks for having me on and uh, looking forward to Redcrest in a couple weeks. I mean, dude, I'm kind of I'm kind of envious of you. You're one of those guys. You've had multiple moments, multiple last minute moments that most people literally dream of. Like most people only do that in like their pod where they're like two minutes left, boom. And they can, you've done it like in the classic, you've done it and you've done it. You've done that multiple times now, dude. That's a feeling that all of us live for. And you freaking Babe Ruthed it twice now. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. I'm very, very, very blessed. And uh, don't take any of it for granted. I promise you that. And you know, the only thing I can say is preparation and work hard every day so that you're prepared for when that moment, you know, or that you have a chance for that moment to happen. Yep. And you probably won't be on BTL for a while now because Cal's the next lane that's going to get on. 
if he keeps catching him <laughs> the way he go. is. Yep, he's coming. He's coming. He's already here, Chris. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. You're right. I'm sure if you ask You're him, right. he'll tell you, oh, I'm here, Dad. Oh, yeah, he tells me every day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris. Uh, guys, thanks for uh, thanks for the time, and thanks for jumping on BTL. Yep, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right, see ya. All right, that was the one and only Chris Lane. And uh, like I said, much appreciation for him jumping on as he films the uh, hunt for monster bass. I don't even know where he was, but, you know, there was like a, a four or five-year period there, like, I think if I remember correctly, Chris was pretty much on the verge of hanging it up. Uh, and then he won one and then he won one every year for like the next six years. Uh, and he would win in crazy, crazy fashion. Uh, obviously that classic fish, the pow down there on the, uh, on the red river where he knelt and pointed up and then Bobby attacked him on stage. Um, and then what just happened this past week, if you haven't seen it, if you haven't watched it, uh, it's well worth uh, going over to the Major League Fishing website and watch it. So I actually didn't get into this with Chris, but uh, I was taking care of some business on that final day, and I was flipping between the Elite Series, Major League Fishing, and life. And uh, I I turned it over. I saw, holy cow, Davis almost, almost lost the lead there, which, you know, it's not as big of a deal to lose a 10-pound lead in Florida. Like that that happens. Um, especially when you're around those big fish and with Chris Lane and the caliber of anglers and the time of the year it is. So I turned it off with three minutes left. I said, dad, Davis has this thing. I watched it and I went about my life. And then Lucas texted me he goes, Whoa, what do you think about that? I said, yeah, it's super cool. You know, Mark Davis hall of famer totally deserved it. I'm really glad that, uh, that they carried over the weights from day three, uh, to day four, because if you have a 35 pound bag, you should be rewarded for that. I thought it was, I thought it was good. I said, you know, I checked in, watched, watched a, f a fair amount of it throughout the weekend and throughout the week. And, uh, he's like, the hell are you talking about, dude? And I was like, yeah, like, I mean, I'll, I'll probably get Mark on the show and stuff. And he's like, Chris Lane won. And I was like, yeah, good one. And he's like, no, seriously. So I go back and sure enough, Chris Lane had won. I, I missed it. And I had to rewatch the last 15 minutes that major league fishing posted. So I felt like a little bit of an idiot for that one, but, uh, all right, we are going to take our first break of the show. Everything seems to be, uh, up and running. Uh, like I said, big shout out to Chris Lane. And, uh, and when we come back, I want to get into some more stuff that I haven't had a chance to talk about. We've got a national championship going on. We also have, uh, Tyler Rivette winning the Bassmaster, uh, elite series on, Okeechobee. Uh, we have some crazy, cool, inspirational stuff from Brandon Card. And we have a Bassmaster Open coming up uh, in less than a week on Eufaula, Alabama. So it is BTL on a Wednesday, 2-2-2023. We'll be back right after this. The new Puma STS has been redesigned from the ground up. With the angler, design, function, and performance in mind, Nothing on this new offering was compromised, and the only thing carried over from the previous version is the name. Based on the soft touch series hull that started with the flagship Jaguar, this new model is nimble and performs incredibly well at all speeds with either a 250 or 300 horsepower engine. Featuring a new 96 inch wide body footprint, this hull measures out at 20 foot 7 inches in length. Industry leading design coupled with tournament winning performance. 
the Puma STS from Bascat. Feel the rush. Hey guys, Gerald Swindle representing the AFCO Hydronaut. This is the jacket I love wearing when times is tough. And I'm talking about the weather, not the fishing. The jacket, what I like, I got a double cup right here. I can seal up the bottom of my jacket because when you're fishing, you're holding your arms up. You're bad about getting water, it runs downhill. Everything bends good. I'm long arm. Look, it fits very comfortable. My arms are flexible. I've got the speed hood on, pouring down range. I can get everything zipped up. One thing they did is I made plenty of pocket space. If you ain't got enough pockets in the Hydronaut rain suit, you just got too much stuff from the water man brain that's 30k baby 30 times the reason you ain't gonna get wet super warm if it's cold in the winter time you put on your hydronaut you're gonna be a much more comfortable person if you don't want to just look sexy at dairy queen where are you hydronaut we got it from small to 5x most rain gear does not come in that many sizes you got waist adjusting straps we can make it fit you no matter what the environment is we want you to be comfortable we want you to be dry you gotta check it out they ain't gonna let you down elite series pro daryl gleason here my Pro Guide batteries keep me going on those long tournament days and long practice days. Always plenty of juice, never fail. The best part about Pro Guide batteries, it's the people behind the company. They have over 40 years experience in the battery business, keeping all of us fishermen out on the water longer, catching more fish. Check them out at ProGuideBatteries.com. What's up, Bass Talk Live fans? Brandon Polinick here. And ever since I won a couple Bassmaster Elite Series events on X-Zone Lures, I've been getting a bunch of questions of what makes them so special and different. And really, the truth is, it's in the details. The little details, things like no cheap fillers in their plastic. That gives you more lifelike action, more realistic and vibrant colors. But don't just take my word for it. Go to www.xzonelures.com and check them out for yourself. Shoreline Boat and RV, dock rash, storm damage, collision repair, that deep scratch or gouge from trying to access that secret creek. Shoreline Boat and RV can get your prize possession back in mint condition and looking good on the water, fast. All repairs are done in-house, so they're able to get your boat or RV back to brand new, quickly. All Shoreline's work comes with a rock-solid warranty. Find out more at ShorelineBoatandRV.com, Kansas City, Austin, and Tulsa. All right, welcome back, BTL, on a Wednesday. A uh, little update on what we have going on. So I had a I had a really cool week of shows lined up uh, for uh, Monday and Tuesday, which was yesterday and the day before, which is how that works. Uh, Thomas Allen, uh, co-host of In Fisherman TV and also the uh, director of digital content, also has a history with uh, Bassmaster and working in the media there. Uh, I'm going to reschedule him for a couple weeks from now. Uh, to talk about uh, the relationship between in fishermen, their core fan base, uh, and tournament fishermen, hardcore tournament anglers, uh, and I, I'm interested in seeing that dynamic there between how many how many people are are just catching bass for the pure joy of catching bass and learning how to catch more bass with absolutely no desire uh, or need or want to to do it in tournaments uh, as opposed to Hey, I'm here to make money, catch five and and win things. And then uh, also 
uh, rescheduled for a couple weeks is uh, Mark Copley from Strike King Lures. He's worked with Kevin Van Dam, who just announced that he's retiring from the professional uh, trail at the end of the 2023 season. Uh, they actually came out with a uh, with a Kings of Bass uh, press release, Strike King did, but he's worked with Kevin for like 15, 16 years. Uh, so he's going to come back on to talk about uh, some of the stories, what it's like working with Kevin, um, and then talk about the Kings of Bass's plans with Strike King and Lou's uh, in the press release to say Kings of Bass crew will be exclusively covering KVD's final season on tour. I think it's a five episode. It's called The Last Ride with KVD following Kevin's retirement. Uh, reflecting on the past and looking ahead to the future. Uh, KVD on tour with Kings of Bass has been on tour with Kings of Bass for the past two seasons. Our crew has developed a very close relationship with them. And we've been able to share those moments behind the scene that most people never get to see. The last ride with KVD is where you're going to see a glimpse into the mind of the greatest bass fisherman of all time. So I'm really excited and looking forward to that. If you don't follow the Kings of Bass on the Strike King and Lose YouTube channels, you absolutely need to. It's some of the best cinematography in the game. Uh, also in two weeks, so there's the, the open next week, which we'll talk about, but we are also going to have uh, Polish Pete and Trevor Lowe from Omnia Fishing back on. And this is something we're going to do every quarter. It's going to be a really cool thing where they are going to recap uh, all of the top lures, uh, tactics and techniques that went down in Florida. Uh, and, and based on what Omnia Fishing has sold, what the interest has, what the page views are, where people are looking, they will be able to break it down and say, hey, here are the, the baits that were used in Florida. And then uh, it's going to be March uh, 6th uh, that we're going to have them on because it's also going to allow them to look ahead and give you guys a, a head start as to what will play at Redcrest on Lake Norman and at the Bassmaster Classic in Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, so... I talked to Trevor the other day. One of the other things that I was talking with him about was uh, signing up for the premium membership for Omnia Fishing, uh, free shipping, no minimums, 10% back on all your purchases, $29 per year is all it takes. So you'll make that back pretty quick. Uh, OmniaFishing.com forward slash BTL uh, for all the details. And also if you order it before one o'clock, same day shipping. So I'll be using that on the opens this year. All right. I wanted to get into a couple, uh, cool stories. Well, not cool stories, but let's go, let's go, uh, inspirational stories. And the first was Brandon card. I, I wasn't really aware of what was going on with Brandon card. I mean, he was pretty sick and then he ended up with bell's palsy, uh, which, I didn't think there was any way that he would be able to fish this elite series season fishing with an eye patch on. Basically, I think a, a couple other anglers have had Bell's palsy, but he was sick and then he, you know, have he's weak. Half of his face is, is paralyzed. It should return to normal, but there's really no timeline based on what I've read. Um, and he went out and absolutely blasted him in Florida. I mean, wasn't even an option a couple months ago to be to be fishing uh to be fishing the elite series yeah had meningitis and then it, it turned into bell's palsy and uh one thing i know about brandon i've known him since his his college fishing days at, at kentucky uh, i fished with him a number of times always been a really positive dude uh 
not afraid to to talk about his faith, but but just a positive dude. And it was really good to see Brandon Card uh, work through this neurological paralysis and and have a heck of a finish. So it's also hard to believe that he's in his 12th season. It's unbelievable. All these guys, you know, like Polinick, uh, Card, all these guys, Zaldane, you're talking 12, 13 years. Um, that's pretty wild stuff. The other thing that I noticed from this past weekend is, dude, I got to get Keith Poche back on the show because I'm not, I don't understand I don't understand the logic of how this works. This is not ripping on Keith. I, I I actually think it's badass that he's trying to fish both the BPT and the Elite Series. Um, but in order to do so, he has to pay his entry fee for the Elite Series. And there are, are two overlaps between the BPTs. Now, this is a little caveat little trick i don't want to say trick tricks a bad word there's a little thing that the, the bpt did and mlf did at the end of this year and i think it was because they didn't want guys to to bail and fish opens and then come back to the bpt is if you miss a day that you're supposed to fish and don't have a medical exemption or a, like a former excuse you're done for the year and then they made them sign all that at the beginning of the year is what I've heard. Now I have not seen that in writing. I've not seen that in paper, but you cannot like miss a day. So like if you were going to fish all the BPTs, but then skip one to go fish an open or something, that's, I think what the whole deal was there. The elite series is like, Hey, as long as you pay your entry fee, you can skip around. But I, so he didn't fish. So he paid 5,000. So there's going to be 10,000 in entry fees that he's going to leave on the table just for the elite series because he can't miss a BPT. But then it's going to hurt his angler of the year standings on the elite series. But he wants to fish the elite series, but then he's fishing the BPT too. Like, I understand you want to fish all of them, but I think, I think you're going to end up hurting yourself in the long run. It will be, like I said, I need to talk to him and see what's up. Uh, also, uh, on the elite series, very cool story, very cool winner in Tyler Rivette, uh doing something non-traditional on Okeechobee in the river, uh, kind of in the canal doing the sight fishing, uh, with his Garmin live scope, the jerk bait thing. And really surprised that he was the only one who was able to get on this. We've seen that, uh, play in the open on other, on other lakes in, uh, in Florida. Uh, but a really cool story, and it's always good when you see dudes who have put the work in, and Tyler Rivette's been has grinded it out over the last years, uh, kept his head down, worked hard, and then to see to see it pay off, uh, to see it pay off was really cool. And then the way that he did it uh, was also really cool. Like I said, there's a couple other anglers in the field that struggled. John Sokup, I'm not gonna lie, I thought, dude, I mean that that's his wheelhouse bite too. Uh, but he missed it. Tyler Rivette didn't. And if that's how he found him fishing for crappie for dinner, since he's the, the cook for the house, more power to him. That's awesome. But, uh, Tyler Rivette gets his first, uh, first elite series win. And now the elite series are on to seminal, which is going to be very interesting. If you guys haven't had a chance, go over to Andrew Upshaw's youtube channel open pros pick them it's episode number two and we uh we get after it folks between ish 
and me and Todd and Andrew. All right. Uh, like I said, kind of an interesting week this week with some uh, with some technicalities. But if you have not had a chance and you're listening, this is a regularly scheduled uh, BTL. I said a little short interview there with Chris Lane, but definitely wanted to get him on. And then uh, last night I went live with Jordan Lee. Talked about uh, the best moments that we can remember in the history of live. You know, those moments that stick out to our head. We actually ran some old Das Master intros, talked about the art of the intro and how we'd like to see uh, kind of some of the old school elements old school like 2007 to 2010 elements come back in uh into the tv production and uh we also talked about uh the classic and then i straight up asked him like when did you realize you were different and he talked about it for a long time so it was really cool so all right we're gonna take a final commercial break uh and when we come back we will wrap things up on a wednesday and then look ahead uh to what the schedule is going to be like during open week because i will be going live several times from you fall alabama from open number one so it's btl on a wednesday having confidence in your tackle while on the water is one of the main things to success in my opinion in the last couple of years with denali i've had just that from anything from spinning rods, casting rods, tungsten products, even now the casting and spinning reels. I have the confidence to go out there and get the job done and know that all my equipment is gonna handle it and do it just the way I want it. The thing about Denali is you've got great quality products at a great price point, so make sure you check them out. Are you looking to install your own fishing electronics? The solution is the Bass Tank Power Harness. It takes the guesswork out of installation. No more voltage issues or interference. Designed by an engineer so that you can get professional results right there in your own garage. Installation done right with the help of the Bass Tank Power Harness. You can feel confident knowing that your installation was done right. The Bass Tank Power Harness. Give us a call or order yours today at thebasstank.com. Get the best patterns backed by tournament data. Start by finding the best 10% of your lake. Know exactly what to look for and what to throw. After that, you just put them in the boat. Try the Deep Dive app today. Look at that beast right there. The great thing about the new Sensation Soft Plastics from Big Bite Baits, heavily scented, super soft, buoyant, comes in seven great new shapes. I've got a couple of them of my signature series, the Cliffhanger Worm and the Ramtail Craw. Great for a flipping jig, football jig, swim jig, all that. Several other great shapes. Really excited about it. We've worked over the last year. Catches fish all over the country, and I think it's going to catch fish for people everywhere you try it. The Spro Little John crankbait has been around for almost 15 years, and it is one of my go-to crankbaits whenever I need a fish in the boat. So you can never have enough new colors. That's why Spro's coming out with a handful of new colors, including Pearl Shad, which has this bleached out white look but it's got this pearlescent, really, really pretty. We've got copper shad, which looks amazing in the water. It's got that purple flake on the back, really, really pops in the water. And then if you want some real pop, we've got sparkle shad, nothing but sparkles all over this thing. And then last but not least, we've got the matte sexy shad, just a really different looking color for a crankbait. So you wanna give them a little different look, that matte sexy shad is definitely the one to go with. All these colors are available in the original Little John and the MD. 
I'm the kind of guy that never leaves a house without a pocket knife, and Gamagatsu's come out with the EDC series of knives. EDC stands for everyday carry, so whether you're on the water or off, you can always have it with you. The best thing about it to me is that assisted open feature. With this D2 blade, you've got it right here at your fingertips, so if you can't find your scissors, you need to cut a knot, you need to cut your braid, you've always got it. Make sure you check it out. Never leave home without your Gamagatsu EDC knife. Born in Japan, using technology, innovation, and precision, Sunline produces the widest selection of fishing lines at the most technologically advanced line factory in the world. Manufactured at the strictest tolerances to produce victories at the highest levels of tournament bass fishing. From household names like Christie, Swindle, and Cruz, to young guns like Cook, Logan, New, and Welcher, they all trust Sunline to take them to the top of the leaderboard. Choose the line that will give you the strength to guarantee your confidence. Sunline. Wrapping things up on a Wednesday here, BTL from the studio in Shawnee, Oklahoma on a rainy Wednesday. I need I have I have a question for some of the nature lovers amongst us. I have a red tail hawk that has taken up residence in my yard. I have two acres here. And he is uh I thought red tail hawks were more mice, birds, snakes, that type of thing, but this hawk methodically like has gritted out my backyard and he will or she will walk like very intentionally in a grid fashion looking for something in the grass on the ground like looking like a chicken i'm very confused as to what the uh what the hawk is doing so if anybody knows that i would be uh I'd be interested in hearing about it. Uh, I also noticed that new Sunline ad, and I did want to talk about, uh, I've had several emails of people like, hey, I thought you were going to do a line show. I have made great strides with uh, with the person who knows the most about Sunline in America, I would say, and understands the makeup, the differences, why it is, what it is, the whole nine yards. And we're going to do like a two-hour complete show online. And everything you wanted to know, need, and everything from braid to monofilament to fluorocarbon, it's going to be basically like the Pro Guide battery show, except with fishing line. And it's going to be applicable not only for Sunline, obviously, because that's what we're going to use as an example, but for lines all across the board, you'll have a better understanding of, of why you use certain lines for certain applications, what makes certain lines stronger, break the different types of braids and weaves and what five carrier versus eight or nine carrier and, and, uh, and all that stuff means. So uh, next week I am headed to, well, this week, at the end of this week, I'm headed to, uh, you fall Alabama boat. I pick up the boat tomorrow from getting wrapped at Rapid in Sand Springs, Oklahoma. Super impressed with that outfit too. By the way, I think it's the same place that uh, that John and Jason and Chad Warren and Bradley Hallman got their boats wrapped. Uh, so I picked that up tomorrow, and then I will be doing one show live from the Big Bite headquarters in Ufall, Alabama, and then one show live with uh, Bass. Master Open Tournament Director, who also has had a big part in this new format for the Bass Nation uh, that they just announced on Bass the other day, which we'll go through with him. But he agreed to do live next week uh, with me. So we'll have uh, day four next week that'll be recorded. 
day four live tomorrow, obviously, but then a day four next week that'll be recorded, and then two live shows, uh, one from Big Bite, one with Hank Weldon, and then open content, and then Brad will be back, and then we'll be able to talk about the Bassmaster Open and the Bassmaster Elite Series and all the stuff that we talked about here. So uh, thanks for being patient this week as I worked through some internet issues. I think we got it all dialed in. Also, big thanks to Chris Lane. Like, these guys are freaking busy this time of the year and for them to, to drop everything jordan lee last night chris lane this morning means a lot to me means a lot to the btl community so this has been another edition of btl bass talk live day four tomorrow with the man frank scalish also some big announcements about the Bassmaster classic if you're gonna be in knoxville uh frank just has some cool giveaways that he's gonna have for the first 30 i think the first 30 people uh, at the meet and greet and we'll have details on the meet and greet there so all right this has been it for wednesday we'll talk to everyone tomorrow for day four see ya